but it's just kind of gross. Oh, I'm a happy camper. I love to whatever the song is. Yeah, they got hit by lightning, right? That was what uh, turned them naughty. It's the most romantic outhouse scene you could ever hope for. You can ask for Satan, I guess. Kurt Russell rubs me the right way. Uh, oh, how did you wipe? It's kind of a coming-of-age cannibal story. The Eric after a bender and hot wings story. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Movie Freaks, the scariest, spookiest, most terrifying podcast. Okay, not really. Your biggest threat here is being berated by drunk asshole for liking a movie. <laughs> I'm Eric Marner, <laughs> and I'm Eugene Weaver, and I'm Stephen and Miller. I was I didn't just, wait for the introduction. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's all right. Returning Stephen Miller as promised, and we get to dive into wrapping up a lot of horror for the month of October this episode. So, of course, we wanted to have you on and see what horror you were watching. Uh, yeah, to you know, see if there was any. Uh, crossover with all of the weird stuff that we've been watching and any new stuff to add. So glad to have you back. And we want to hear about your roulette as well. Oh, all right. Very good. But before all of that, how are you fine gentlemen doing this evening? Eugene first. I'm doing quite well. Uh, had a, uh, I always say a busy day, but we're going on vacation here soon. And so I'm trying to get everything wrapped up at the theater. So there's just a lot, 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 lot going on. But that's okay because I like to plan ahead so that things run smoothly while I'm gone. And I'm looking forward to a good podcast as a send-off for vacation. So that is that is great. But this is – I mean, I'm still going to probably have some work to do while I'm, while I'm not around. But um, that's the life of uh, – theater operator i guess yeah so there you there you go but yeah things are well um uh i will say uh, movie related we were having uh, one of the biggest performances um that i can remember since working there other than moonlight uh we have a movie called loving vincent on there right now and literally nearly every single showing of loving vincent is sold out almost every single one is sold out i haven't even heard of that uh, movie i haven't either it's a it's a 100% uh, shot in uh, oil painting. It's the story of Vincent Van Gogh, or his, I guess, the, oh, his final... Oh, I did hear about this movie. Yeah, and it's all done by oil painting. So it's that style of... An it's a totally unique style of animation, and it is gangbusters, which is great because um, people are loving it, they're talking about it, they're talking about the theater, and it's obviously a good moneymaker for us. So that's a good thing. That's what I strive to do, is to get movies like that. Unique things so i'm i'm happy it, with all of the other stuff that's difficult to deal with it's good when we have a win like that yeah so, there you go that's my good news sweet uh may i politely ask what it is that you're doing looks like you're rebuilding an engine well you... um well close i was actually refilling my e-cig oh, okay. because my <laughs> my my juice was out so i'm like well time to put some more strawberry banana in there <laughs> most of it was kind of half below the screen so i was like chewy ha hand me my hydro spanner what is happening <laughs> i just see metal pieces going up and down <laughs> yep awesome yep, my i had to refill the e-cig now i'm ready to rock and roll <laughs> good to go steven how have you been uh good work is kind of uh, settled down a little bit so not super busy um i'm not sick and i'm podcasting and uh watching football in the background so i'm good 
Oh, there's football on tonight. Yeah. I forgot. Yep. I was on a merciful Browns bye week, so I was like, yay, I don't have to pay attention to things. No kidding. Hmm. And you, how are you doing? Uh, sick, of course. And my kids are sick, and I'm sick, and my dogs are going to freak out here in a minute when my wife gets home. I just know it. Just just telling you now, it's going to happen. Uh, but other than that, you know, actually, it has been a pretty good week, because the horror is wrapped up, and while I was having a lot of fun watching it, I went strong this month. I feel good the way it all ended. I'm, still, I'm not burnt out on horror like I was last year, so that's a really good feeling. Uh, but I am ready to <laughs> press play on something that I, you know, my instinct, or I see it and I go, oh, that's probably cool, I should watch it, and it's not horror, so I'm like, oh, I gotta wait till November. Well, it's November, so I feel like, okay, I can watch these other things now, randomly. So that that feels pretty good. Also, um, here in my, my little man closet, as I call it, my office, uh... <laughs> is where I have my surround sound stuff set up because of having little kids, it's just not conducive to having wires and crap and speakers all over the place in the the main living area Uh, because speakers are constantly getting knocked on the floor and pulled over because that's what three-year-olds do. They break shit. You have something? You like it? Me breaky. So I just finally said, you know what? We got a sound bar for the living room and moved this ridiculous sound system into my tiny little man closet. And I just had a flat panel TV in here um, because it's such a small room, but then I came across such a good deal from a friend that I upgraded. I went from a 25-inch, uh, f- or 27-inch flat panel to a 42-inch flat screen. <laughs> wow. Which, basically, when you're sitting, you know, six feet away from it, it it's it's like having a, a theater. It's a tiny, my, my tiny home theater. <laughs> it's your own XD <laughs> screen. Huge. It is. It's and it's been uh, pretty awesome, actually. Tonight's roulette was the first movie that I watched on it, and it, oh, cool! It, it's just that's man, that's a step up, and it it looks awesome. It's great, so I'm very happy about that. Uh, so that makes uh, dealing with the illness and and uh, the sleeplessness and and all the usual normal things of uh, parenting life a little more tolerable this week. Um, are you gentlemen ready to dive into the show? I'm ready. I'm ready. All right. Let's start off like we always do with the roulette, where we dive in the ocean of cinema and try and find those gems in the rough. And, well, I'm doing a great job as a showrunner. Steven, what was your roulette from a month ago? I forget already. Uh, Watch, I picked it from the last episode, but it's Spookies. What? Spookies. Oh, okay. That's the one that I... Yeah, okay, I thought you picked one from the last time you were on. Oh, no, no, just from the last episode. Okay, that's fine. I don't care. Um, All right. So, Wheelman, up against 1922, up against Spookies, and I'm going to let our guest go first, Stephen. You get to, you get the pole position this week. All right. Well, it's a treat because this is actually a, an award-winning film from what I found out. It's the win- <laughs> it was the winner of the 1986 Delirium Award. And I, I Googled what that was exactly, and I found nothing. So I don't know what that <laughs> <laughs> Surprise, surprise. But nonetheless, it won that award. So, and in, in doing it so... It was given to it by movie freaks. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, this movie doesn't really make sense, and it's kind of hard to explain. And upon doing some re- research, it's basically two movies sewn together. They started production in like 1984... 
and then the backers ran out of money or something. And like two years later, they hired someone else or something to come in and film some more stuff. And then they kind of sewed it all together. So it's it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. But, and it does have a lot of bad acting and a lot of bad dialogue and just terrible characters that you kind of all want to see die. But, and I'll tell you kind of what happens here first. It's, it's this group of people who show up to like this mansion in a cemetery out in the middle of nowhere. And they're not like teenagers. They're kind of like 30-year-old type of people. And then Are Ram- they 30-year-old people or 30-year-old teenagers for the movie? <laughs> I don't know. There's a, we run into a lot of that. Uh-huh. <laughs> there are 30 year olds acting like teenagers, but they don't look teenager. Perfect. <laughs> and, but the best part is there's this older guy who li- seriously almost looks like he's 60 years old. He has this suit and tie on and he's like walking around. At first, you don't know if he's his, their dad or their parent or what, but they go in there and then they just weird random stuff happens where they go room to room and get killed off by all these strange word monsters. And I mean, things in this movie include a spider woman, um, muck men, or as I call them, fart monsters, because they literally start <laughs> farting as they attack. You are selling oh. this movie so hard right now. No kidding. These <laughs> monsters ready. start attacking these people, and it's literally <laughs> like just the most generic <laughs> fart sounds you could think of. They just play it over that entire scene. Um, so there's that. There's also there's various demons and creatures and there's this weird cat man that looks like Nightcrawler, kind of. Um, there's this magician sorcerer who's controlling things in the attic by playing chess. There's a Ouija board. There's, like, gremlin-type-looking creatures. It's, I, it, it, it's, it's just... Metallica and Slayer show up, and they duel to the death, <laughs> and this is the greatest movie I've ever it's, heard of. It's, it is, if, if you want some really good, like, practical effects and stuff like that, this is it. Plus, it has, like, some stop motion in it, too. Plus, some of that, oh, yeah. plus some of that really go. cheesy, like, uh, special effects, you know, lightning and electricity and that type of stuff. So, for all that, it's fantastic. So. <laughs> wow. That's uh, a good sell. I, that's one I'll be um, watching here. Pretty soon. And then, Me too. Yeah, the, the characters are just horrible, by the way. The, I like the one guy. It's a really angry guy who just screams and yells, and he, he gets angry about everything. You could give him a compliment, and he'll get angry and start screaming and yelling. Then the are you old... sure you weren't listening to our last episode <laughs> at, the, at the end there? <laughs> <laughs> and then the old guy, at one point, he dives headfirst through a door. It's just randomness and... And I guess the storyline is that the old, like, the sorcerer guy in the attic, he's trying to, like, wake up his wife who's in the coffin and trying to bring, kill people to get their souls to bring her back to life or something. But it's all about the special effects. And then my favorite scene is probably, there's a Grim Reaper, they're on the roof, and they're attacking the the one guy, and then they happen to push the Grim Reaper off the, the roof or whatever. He lands on the ground and explodes, like, literally explodes. And so that, Th- it was this just, sounds like a like what I imagine a Guar concert is like. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so, so if that sounds good to you, then it watch does that movie. very much. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm actually surprised with your synopsis that that a company like Code Red or Vinegar Syndrome or, that sounds right up their alley. I wonder if there's a rights issue with it because uh, that and I've heard of this movie. Like, yeah. I've heard of this movie. Actually, I, I don't know if we used to have it at the video store I used to work at, but I've seen that cover many, many times way back in the VHS days. 
So yeah, cool. I've never even heard of it, but it sounds like the worst thing about it is the title, in my opinion. Yeah. Well, it was originally yeah. called it. Well, the originally it was called Twisted Souls, and then again, it's basically two films mushed together, and they try to make some type of story out of it. But that's doesn't even matter. You just watch it for all the monsters and stuff. So cool. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll go next. Uh, Wheelman. Uh, getaway driver and a botched robbery puts his skills and smarts to the test when he receives shocking orders from an unknown caller. And we've kind of seen this premise before in other trailers, I will say, because it's trailers for movies I haven't seen. Or it's also kind of similar to that, um, oh crap, I was going to get the title of this written down and I forgot. That crappy action movie that I watched a couple of months ago with, um, Ethan Hawke that was just terrible, uh, where he's, the whole thing is him driving in a car. It was awful. Oh, with him and Selena Gomez? Yes, that was just god-awful, but uh, this is a Netflix original, and I give this movie a thumbs up. It was it, it very much a thriller. It's thrilling. It, it, the, the car is kind of, this is kind of tough to describe, but it's kind of like there are cameras mounted all over the car, and you don't really leave the car. And I don't mean our characters don't leave the car. Their characters will leave the car, like he goes to a parking garage and gets out and goes over to talk to somebody, but the camera always stays in the car on one of the cameras within the car, and you can hear them in the distance what they're saying, and then it comes back and gets in the car. And it doesn't stay on one static camera. There are really well-mounted cameras all around the car, so when he gets into a chase or a kerfuffle of some sort, hanging AK-47s out the window and... It will cut to very low cameras mounted like GoPros on the side that really make it intense. And I didn't know where the story was going. I didn't know how it was going to wrap up. So it kept me interested all the way through. I give this movie a thumbs up. I definitely think you guys should check it out. I'm not giving it mega high praise or something. It's not high art. It's not drive. Uh, but the action is cool and Frank Grillo is cool. I think, I mean, he, they, I read somewhere he dropped 268 fucks in this movie. <laughs> uh, so, but I, and, and even knowing that going in, I was like going to really pay attention to it. And I must be so desensitized to it that I was just like, well, I mean, he's in the situation and you know, your kids being threatened yeah. and your family and you know, it's, things are happening where you're like, ah, oh, fuck, fuck. And uh, yeah, it, I, it didn't seem weird or whatever, like it does in some movies, but Wheelman, thumbs up. Mm. Definitely keep it in the queue. Give it a watch sometime. It is a fine action movie. I think it's 90 minutes, and it I would, it felt like one of those that was a little shorter than that. So it okay. it was fast-paced, and it's good. Was that something that you would see possibly ending up on your best of roulette for the year? Uh, I've watched a lot of shit this year, so yeah, possibly. <laughs> that could make the top ten. I just added it to my queue. Yeah, it's on my queue too. That's that sounds good. That, it was rock solid. That Ethan Hawke movie was Getaway, by the way. So, oh yeah, Getaway from Getaway, <laughs> which I believe that was directed by Corey or uh, Cor- something Solomon. Courtney Solomon. Courtney Sol- yeah, which he di- he directed an American Haunting, which I really really liked. Wow, that's unfortunate. Yeah, so that movie went yeah. nowhere really slowly. Okay, Eugene, nineteen twenty two. 1922, as I have said in a past episode, probably last week, uh, this is one of my all-time favorite Stephen King novellas, I guess you could say. It's uh, part of the uh, uh, full Dark No Stars. Um, I 
I'll, the, the storyline I'm going to keep relatively vague. Uh, Thomas Jane, uh, him and his wife aren't getting along. Uh, there's a dispute over land that she owns, and he's a farmer guy. She wants to move to the city. Uh, their child is in the mi- middle of this. Uh, father hatches a plan. Plan goes south, and then we basically see the repercussions of uh, said botched plan. Uh, this is still uh, the the novel itself was pretty horrific, and this has shades of that, uh, but it's more of a crime drama type thing with some horror elements strewn about. It still it still qualifies as a horror movie for October. Um, I will say this about the movie. It is very well made. Thomas Jane, uh, owns this movie. He, uh, he was perfectly cast and he is by far the best thing in the movie. And this is what's weird. The movie is an hour and 42 minutes long. And I've been reading different things online about how, oh, it's a slow moving movie, which the novel itself is slow moving, but it's so good and so interesting. And having read that, that novel twice, this seems way, way, way too short. Like, by the midway point, things happen in fairly rapid succession where it's like in the book, there was a lot more, it was deliberately paced, which worked better for it. And I actually am on the side of, I actually think the movie should have been longer uh, because the acting was so good. The, the kid actor was really good. All the actors were good. And it's almost like, by the midway point, this movie turns into the cliff notes of what the book was. And I know, I get it. It's, you, you have to have a certain running time. And this would have been a really, really, really slow movie had it been an extra half hour. But I, I actually think it would have been even better, uh, and more, I guess, I want to, I don't want to spoil anything, but more heartbreaking and more of a gut punch had it been, had they put more of the dynamic of what happens by the midway point and the, all the, you know, when things start to turn south. But as it is, it is really good. It isn't as good as Gerald's Game, which was great. Uh, but it's still big thumbs up for a roulette. Pff, big thumbs up. This will definitely make the top 10 for roulettes for me of the year. Thomas Jane is fantastic in this. Now, I haven't read the story, but my one concern from just watching the trailer is that it kind of looked like uh, Depression-era De- Dolores Claiborne retold. Is it... I mean, that? Is it just a drama? Kind of. Yes, kind of. Um, it, it, it helps. Well, I don't know. I'm not sure. I hate to say it helps reading the, having known the story of the book, like how the book plays out. Uh, but I think you should watch it. It, it's really good. But I love that story so much. So like, even this Cliff Notes version of that, I'm like, oh, this is so cool that I can actually see one of my favorite King books done pretty good right. for especially for a Netflix original uh heck this could have probably gotten a theatrical release in my opinion uh, but yeah good movie but not the feel good movie of the year that that's for sure ne- neither was the i mean that that novel was heavy heavy but man is it good it's read the book i really advise read the book it's so worth it and then watch the movie or vice versa or whatever but it's i love this storyline and how how it's laid out and whoever cast Thomas Jane in this well done cool sounds like another Netflix original win mm-hmm. yep uh, okay let's move on to the next round and let's try and get through the rest of the roulette as fast as we can because we're going to have a lot to talk about in Horathon for sure uh, I'll go first here <clears throat> 
Uh, Judah, I'm throwing different stuff at you this month, uh, this week because of the month of horror. Uh, stand-up comedy, Judah Freelander. America is the greatest country in the United States. Are you familiar with this, his work? No, I'm not. I've never heard of this guy. I uh, he's he's hilarious. He deadpan comic and self-proclaimed world champion Judah Friedlander performs over several nights in New York, explaining why America is number one. And I know that might sound like it's going to be a Republican hoo-ha, but he he's a very his whole shtick is very sarcastic. He he is the um, world champion. He is number one at swimming. He is number one at uh, kissing. He is number one at everything. And the way that this chubby, long-haired <laughs> freak d- does it is so damn funny. I, I I can't wait to watch this one. I'll probably watch it regardless of if you pick it or not. Uh, next up, a documentary, The Doors, When You're Strange. Composed entirely of footage from 66 to 71, this documentary pays tribute to The Doors and their music, revealing many new insights into the band. And with my last pick, I'm changing the rules of the roulette a little bit because of the amount of crap that we have to watch, and I get tired of waiting for you to review things that I reviewed and gave a good review, and then I keep going, well, why hasn't he reviewed that yet? Well, maybe because we can't put watched stuff on the roulette. Well, you know what? Why why not? If I know you haven't seen it, I would like your review. I'm giving you the option to watch something that I gave a good review to. Uh, Meet the Robinsons is an animated Disney film that just hit Netflix. I own the Blu-ray. Young Lewis, who's always wondered why his mother put him up for adoption, may get his answer when Wilbur Robinson whisks him away to the future. It's a very science fiction-heavy animated film, but it is awesome. I didn't expect much from it, and I loved it. I've watched it a few times now, and it gets funnier each time. And it's it's very Pixar clone, in that it starts off, like, gonna make you cry, I'm gonna make you cry in the first ten minutes, and then it's just flat-out hilarious for the rest of the runtime. But I thought, there's a fun one that you could sit down and watch with the family, uh, and hey, how often can you watch a roulette with the family? Most of the time, you want to shield their eyes from such things. Yep. Okay. Over to you. Okay, first up on the roulette is The Voices. This is the one with Ryan Reynolds. A likable guy pursues his office crush with the help of his evil talking pets, but things turn sinister when she stands him up for a date. And uh, this is the one with the... I, the cover is great, which Ryan Reynolds is in a pink jumpsuit holding a bloody saw with a mastiff behind him, which, of course, we used to have a mastiff, yeah. so there you go. Um so anyway, that's one that uh, I've been wanting to watch, but just haven't got around to it. So uh, that's first up. Next one is this is this is a Netflix something you never know, uh, but it's I think maybe science fictiony, so it might be something for you. Other life. Uh, Ren Amari is the driven inventor of a revolutionary new drug. Other life expands the brain's sense of time and creates virtual reality directly in the user's mind. Uh, and then, of course, things go wrong, I'm sure. But hour and 35 minutes, science fiction. Uh, I'm not sure if this is a Netflix original or not, but... Um, I don't it think looks... it is. Okay, well, that... Eh, well, you've been warned. So. <laughs> okay, and then the last one is from 2015, a movie called The Survivalist, which got really, really good reviews. Um, this is actually one that I believe Scream Factory released on Blu-ray. Uh, in a time of starvation, a survivalist lives off a small plot of land hidden deep in the forest. 
when two women seeking food and shelter discover his farm, he finds his existence threatened. And it's an hour and 45 minutes, so it's a little bit longer, but it does get really, really good reviews. And, uh, you know, if Scream Factory released it, uh, that's, that's saying something, you know. So, there you go. All three on Netflix. Okay. Uh, I will take Other Life. I had added that because the synopsis sounded cool, but the synopsis I read didn't sound that cool. You sold it even better than whatever I read, so I think I will give that one a spin. That voice is, you can expect to pop up uh, in the future. Same with Survivalist. That one's in my queue, but I'm going to go with Other Life. Nice. Okay. And for me... um Oh boy, that after you talked about that Judah Freelander, because I, I didn't know about this guy, but I I just got done watching both of the Patton Oswalt. Uh, <laughs> A spoiler, they're yeah. hilarious. Yes, <laughs> they are so good, and I'm like, okay, I I got my stand up comedy fill, so I think I'm gonna go with Meet the Robinsons. I I love Disney movies, obviously our listeners know that, and that is one that I have not seen. So let's go with Meet the Robinsons. Awesome, I that, can't that's wait one that to I hear have your not review. seen either. I need to watch that one. You should. It's underrated. It's a good flick. It tugs at the heartstrings. It does sci-fi thing really well, and the, and it's it's freaking hilarious. When when they, they excellent job at how do I say this without spoiling? Uh, they do perfect timing at the callback, where they they reference an old joke mm-hmm. or something that happened. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The timing on it is it's just so good. The, where it's the last thing that you expected, and then it happens a couple of times, and it, oh my, I'm crying laughing. It's so funny. Uh, okay, there you go. Uh, next week, it will be Other Life up against, up against Meet the Robinsons, and a roulette for Steven to be determined at a later date. Very good. Okay, and with that, let's move on to the final round of the 2017 October Horrorthon. Time to wrap it all up. In a nice, neat little bow, and see where we came out. Uh, last week, uh, the score was 45 to 36, me. And, Stephen, you get to go first. Tell us about how your October, what what plan you laid out, and what was your game plan. Uh, what? Just kick us off. Um, I like horror movies, but they're not my go-to genre. So, I think I did pretty good for myself, but... I didn't remotely come close to you guys. I watched 12 or 13, depending on if you guys give me credit for Ed Wood. Have you guys seen Ed Wood? The Johnny Depp? Mm-hmm. Does that count or not? Hmm. <laughs> that sounds like a no. I'll have to think about it. Okay. We'll come back to that. It, okay, okay, so I'll say I watched 12. So, I mean, I, here's the thing. We did give Eugene credit for watching a documentary about horror movies. We did, yeah. And I, I got credit for one that wasn't technically a horror movie, but it said it was somewhere. That roar. roar. But, I mean... You know what? 12, we'll allow it. Who gives a shit? 12 or 13, yay. I, I've got, got last place <laughs> sewn up, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, Okay. Okay. Um, I'll start off. Are we doing one or two? Or yeah. Let's uh, just let's do just one? do uh, one to one. Unless you have something that was a f- complete piece of shit you don't even want to talk about, just say you watched it and do do a double or something. That's fine. I'll say if, uh, for the end. I'll just ramble off stuff I've watched. I'll do the okay. good stuff now. Uh, but the first one here, I, I don't know if this was one of the ones that you recommended right away, Eugene, or or not. But I think it might have been Slumber Party Massacre. 
Yeah. I, re- I really, really enjoyed this movie. There's three movies now. There is this one, um, Sleepaway Camp, and Pieces. All three of those movies have one thing in common that I absolutely love, and that has a really, really, really terribly hilarious sports scene in it. Sleepaway Camp. <laughs> <laughs> and the tennis, right? Yeah. <laughs> and Pieces. Yes, uh, tennis and Pieces. Yes, the, right. The softball game in Sleepaway Camp, that high-intensity game of tennis in Pieces, <laughs> And this basketball game and Slumber Party Massacre, are I, they're just fantastic. It's maybe my favorite part of the whole movie. But um, this, this one I would put not maybe not quite as good as Sleepaway Camp or Silent Night, Bloody Night. But, I mean, this one I would put like right, right there as far as kind of my favorites of these 80s kind of goofy good horror movies. Um, you know, it's not really a mystery as far as who did it. You know, it's not like a Black Love Kill or anything. It's just some kind of, I, I don't even remember exactly who they, I don't even think they tell you who it is. It's just some guy walking around with one of those drills killing people. Yeah, so. it's just a random it, dude. It's great. The kills are good. The The characters are funny. You know, there's nudity and good kills. And it's just, it, it, it just hits that sweet spot for that 80s kind of goofy, good horror. I, I really, really enjoyed it. And... I shared that one clip with you guys, with the guys when they're up there and the killers walking around the house, and they're like, "We got to do something to help the girls," and they're like, "We should split up. One of us will make it." Uh, it's just, I loved it. <laughs> I I loved it. It's very very enjoyable. And then I like the part at the end where the the girl's down in the basement. She's looking for something to go kill the one guy, and she picks up like a a table, like one of those circular saws that has a cord, and she picks that up, runs up the stairs, and the cord. Pulls her back. I was like, what are you doing? You can't take that upstairs. Which which brings me to my question. The the drill that the guy had, was that battery-powered? I mean, I, there's no cord there. I mean, did they have battery-powered drills of that size back then? Or, or is it, this is a, legit, not. a legitimate question. Are no, we just I going I, with I, that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was probably hand. He used his hand, like old-fashioned Amish drill. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I love that that movie is like a lean, mean, 75 minutes long, and it doesn't oversee its welcome, and it's so weird that all three of those uh, movies were directed by by women. Oh, really? What? And and it's just like, oh yeah, all three Slumber Party Massacre movies were directed by women, and it's like, right in the beginning of part one is just this gratuitous shower scene with, you know, these girls lathering up for the, after the volleyball, or the, the basketball game. Yeah, it, it has everything yeah, you it, want in one of these movies, so... Yeah. Yep, I agree. I love it. It's a great movie. Hey, Steve, did you did you get the the uh, one... Uh, did you kind of get the reference towards the end when our our uh, final girl with... I, is it a machete that she swings the machete and it cuts the killer's drill bit in half? Yeah, like... Yeah, he has like a machete or something. He comes out of the pool, or is that before he falls in the pool, where he swings the machete yeah, or something? He, yeah, and and so supposedly that was that was done to show to to kind of insinuate like she's cutting off his oh, okay. you know, his dick mm-hmm. basically. Like that was like you know a whatever. But I like the fact that and another another slasher movie that that does the whole like. Random dude is the yeah. killer. There's not a whole lot of exclamation is a movie called Final Exam mm-hmm. where it's just some frumpy dude in jeans that 
here he is killing people. There's not a whole lot of explanation. Yeah. And I, I did like that about Slumber Party Massacre is that it's not an undead killer. It's yeah. not, you know, a hulking dude. It's just some random guy because we're making a movie and we have to have some random killer. So yeah. it's it's this person. Yeah. But, yeah, that's fine. As long no. as the characters are good and the kills are good. And I mean, it, I don't care. I watched another one. I'll probably talk. There's another one where the killer is just kind of a random person. Which one was it now? Because usually it's like like these slasher movies. They're either like I said, they're either an undead, unstoppable killing machine, or it's kind of a whodunit type of thing. Like, like oh, it could be any of one of five people that are killing. Here, it's just I like it. I like every now and then where it's just oh, it's just that person. Okay, why? I don't know. Doesn't matter. It's just that person doing that. Yeah. Whatever. So I'm interested to see what you would think of Slumber Party Massacre Part Two and Three. Yeah, I'd like to check those out. Yeah. Yeah. Because part two very much is going uh, with trying to uh, mimic Nightmare on Elm Street with kind of a dream type killer. And it totally does not work, but it does work because it's so bad it's good. Uh, And then part three, they it's almost like they tried to redo what the first one was. But with a little bit more of a whodunit type of thing, and they really upped the gore in part three. But it's like the acting is a lot is somehow is a lot worse than it was in part one. The acting is <laughs> really bad. If you do watch uh, parts two and three, part three, the Blu-ray at least has the uncut version, and you can tell when they take like when they go from R-rated to the uncut version, they cut out every like. Watching the uncut version, they cut out every single kill pretty mm-hmm. much. So if you do decide to watch part three, make sure it's the uncut version because you'll probably not enjoy it if you watch the already cut of part three because they cut out everything. Uh, it was jarring. Like when I watched it on Blu-ray, I've watched it twice. Mm-hmm. But it's it's jarring when you're watching a high def, like the Blu-ray, and it's like, ah, oh, here's another kill scene. Oh, of course, it's now we're into VHS quality footage because that got cut and they lost the original footage or whatever so so uh, one question uh why in a movie called slumber party massacre whether it's one two three or whatever would the idea be to let's cut the kills yeah back in the 80s the mp you know the stupid ratings board that's that's them Ah, okay (laughs) say no more yeah (laughs) yeah it was i'm sure i'm sure it was not done on the director or producer roger corman's behalf i'm sure this was mpaa garbage wow well i still need to see that at least that first one that sounds amazing okay uh first up for me eugene leaves me things in his mailbox here we go uh raw force oh wow here we go (laughs) a thing that exists when the guy that gives you the movie (laughs) has that review Yeah, the uh, cover art of this film kind of looks like it should be the cover art of my autobiography. There's like kung fu monks and women in cages, and uh, it's like a beautiful painting and 80s Uzis and machine guns and a whole bunch of awesome things. But now it doesn't seem nearly as awesome as everything that um, Stephen described in Spookies. Yeah, I obviously give this movie a thumbs up. I totally enjoyed it. It, This is uh, kung fu. No, wait, how do I say this? Uh, I'm used to, like, old-school kung fu craziness, where everybody's over-the-top and zany and silly and ridiculous. And it's like that, 
but it's not necessarily a kung fu movie. It it has that same style, but it's just sort of a cheesy late seventies, early eighties action movie. I yeah. There's not much else to say about this. Totally unique. I mean, around the corner of every turn of this thing, I was like, well, they're not gonna, oh, they are going to. Well, surely the plot isn't that, oh, it is. Yeah. Okay. Monks and zombies and ninjas. And, and Nazis. Were there Nazis in there too? One guy was a German I think guy. so, yeah. yeah. Yes, that's right. Yeah. And then, to be continued. Yeah, yeah. what? <laughs> um, yeah. It, it's kind of like um, a fever dream. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it is random, the movie. But uh, I totally enjoyed it. So, uh, <laughs> there. Uh, go ahead, Eugene. Next. Okay. We don't need to spend time okay. breaking that movie down. It's inexplicable. <laughs> well, I want to get a non-horror movie out of the way real quick here. Just for the sake of time, this is one that you had thrown up on the roulette. What? What? Well, I, I just want to get just because allowed? this was on the roulette, and I want to. <laughs> I think that we're not going to have enough time at the end of the show, so uh, I just wanted to say I did watch uh, the Black Butterfly movie. Oh, okay. With Antonio Banderas. Uh, it's a thriller, but uh, not good. Not even mm. remotely good. I'll just leave it at okay, that. Okay, so you're throwing out a warning. Yes, I'm throwing out a warning. It's it. I I borderline hated it, but uh, there you go. Okay, just. Letting you, letting you know. Okay, so back to the horrorthon. Uh, first up for me this week is Demon Wind, a movie that I have watched many, many times on VHS way back in my VHS days. It finally is released from Vinegar Syndrome on Blu-ray, and just as I remembered it, it is ninety-five minutes of random, evil, dead, rip-offy weirdness. That doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but like uh, Steve was saying earlier, uh, what the movie excels in is practical effects and creatures, and that is that is all this movie is is a group of really really shitty actors uh, in this countryside going to this house, and there's demons and creatures, and they have to kill each other and sport spout off bad dialogue, and it's so. Great. Uh, in the, <laughs> I just love it when um, you pause on on those things because you're like, it's so, and I'm like, Ooh, it's either going to be fucking great or fucking awful. I don't know. <laughs> it's it's so crazy. There is one gag that they do in this movie that I really thought was inventive, where they uh, the, this this house that they come across is in basically it's just it's ruins. It's like a wall with an entrance. And there is no house. But then when they walk through, then they're inside of this cabin house type thing. I thought that was kind of cool how they did that. Uh, but it's how much practical effect creature stuff can we throw at the screen? It's a good 15 minutes too long, which is it, ultimately its downfall, I think, because there is a fantastic 80-minute creature feature in here. But it goes on for too long and it does not make a lick of sense, but it doesn't matter. If you're into these old school uh, creature feature type things, it's great. This is one where at the video store, like the VHS box was that hologram type of, like where you would turn the, the VHS box a certain way and it would go like the creature on the front would like jump out at you kind yeah. of like kind of a 3D type thing. I thought that was really cool. So uh, Demon Wind. There you go. <laughs> The Eric after a bender and hot wings story. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, somebody had to make the obvious joke. Okay, Stephen, yeah. there you go. <laughs> okay, now, now you guys have talked about this one before as well. Um, it features quite possibly the greatest song of all time for a horror movie. Um, and that is The Mutilator, a.k.a. Fall Break. <laughs> with that wonderful song, Fall Break. Oh, oh God, I forgot about that song. Uh, it goes, when the leaves of summer turn a red and gold, and the football games bring a hint of cold. No way, you have to sing it. Yeah, when the leaves of summer turn the red and gold. I know break. that song. A fall Break. I watched this movie uh, one time, and I know that song. <laughs> uh, that is such a great song. I love it. It's just fantastic. Um, we, we talked a little bit about this when I was, you know, chatting when I was watching it, but again, one of these movies. Terrible actors, but the kills in this movie are great. That's what saves it. It yep. has really great gory kills. Um, so, I mean, that's about all you can ask for. And I love the end, the, the the killer guy, the dad, he gets chopped in half by the car when they back up. And then, like, the top half of his body is still tries to take one last swing at the guy or girl, whoever it is there. So, um, I enjoyed this quite a bit. Maybe not quite as much as Slumber Party Massacre, but... Um, it's just a smidge below that. I, I enjoyed it all the way through. So, Steve, did you like the scene where the guy and his... I believe he was in Whitey Tidies, and he's being... Like, he's he knows that there's some sex coming up with his girlfriend, and then they speed up the camera. <laughs> so, like, his, moving, his movements to try and go check on something. Yeah. Like, it's like a Benny Hill... Like, okay, that's random. I like that. Yeah, when I first started watching this movie and they broke into that, because the song plays like right when they leave the, the bar or whatever to go off, I'm like, what am I watching here? I, it, it, it was great. We're going on a fall, fall break. break. And then it fall plays break. all the way through the movie. All the way through. <laughs> Greatest song ever for a horror movie. <laughs> ever. Uh, okay. Another quick round for me. I rewatched Justice League Dark. I was like, I need to break away and, and get some, there's surely there's some comic book thing that I have that is horror related. And sure enough, this one is, I, this one has to count because they're beheading demons from hell. They're summoning demons from hell. Uh, there's lots of witchcrafty, witchy things in here. I think it counts as, uh, being at least somewhat in the horror genre. And as all of these uh, animated comic book films. The first time I watch it, well, for the bulk of them, the first time I watch them, I'm like, yeah, yeah, that was good. It was really good. I enjoyed it. And then I watch it again and I go, no, this is really good. Like, this is really cool. And Eugene, I think you would dig this movie. Uh, you should check it out at some point. It's not like a gore fest or anything like that, but there's just enough occulty stuff in there and characters like, the characters that don't get enough attention, the ones that I really like in comic books, especially DC, like Etrigan the Demon and Jason Blood and, and their whole dynamic and uh, Constantine. I will say Constantine because that's the way it's pronounced <laughs> in the comic books. That's He, he phonetically says it, uh, but U.S. audiences are, are stuck on Constantine. Characters like that and Zatanna all coming together to... And Batman and Swamp Thing to form a super group to go fight, you know, demonic hell forces. Oh, come on. What's not to frickin' like? And supposedly they are moving forward with a live-action Justice League dark movie. 
I don't know who's directing it or who's involved or anything, but supposedly they are pushing forward with that. So considering their, uh, the DCEU's forward momentum on a Shazam movie, which is the next movie they're making, which I'm, why, wow, wow, that's, I mean, I want a Shazam movie, that's cool, but at the same time, I'm like, wow, you're picking odd, that's an odd choice, but, I mean, cool, show me. Uh, that makes me believe the rumors that I hear about a live-action Justice League Dark, because it, it's Shazam. It's, it's, it's odd. <laughs> uh, so anyway, now, there's no way that that's going to be PG or that that's going to be R-rated, correct? Like that they're going to stick with a PG-13, I would imagine. What Justice League Dark? Yeah. Um, no, I I do not agree with that because of um, Deadpool. Oh, that's true. Yeah, I keep forgetting. And Logan, Deadpool, and Logan, and uh, the, there's another oh, there's another one that's coming up. Oh, I can't remember what it is off the top of my head, but there's another one coming up that's very. Centric to those Marvel characters that's going to be R-rated, I think. I'm not sure what it is, but I I, I heard something, some uh, titter-tatter about that. Where I was like, oh, wow. Like an X-Men movie that's going to be R-rated or some, some shit like that. Uh, well, hell, the new... the new um, What is it? It's not New Mutants. There was a trailer released uh, a couple of weeks ago. I, I think I know which one you're talking new about. Mutants. but I... It looks like it's in a horror, like in a haunted house. It, it it's it's an it's a, it's a mutants movie an X in the X Men world and it looks like a horror movie. Nobody kind of expected that, but that I don't know what that's going to be rated. I doubt it'll be R, but it looks more like a PG thirteen jump scary affair. But nonetheless, went way too long in this review. We have much more to talk about. I've already talked about Justice League Dark, but at some point you should check it out. It's on my Voodoo. Okay. Okay. Uh, Eugene. Okay. Next up is another Vinegar Syndrome release. Uh, and I'll just say this. I'm going to read the synopsis of this movie and it, you're going to be like, what? Trust me. No, just no. Uh, the movie is called Bloodbeat from 1983. And the synopsis is a woman who lives in deer hunting country in rural Wisconsin is possessed by the spirit of a Japanese samurai warrior. Trust uh, I'm me. in. I'm in. This no. sounds like Ninja Three: The Domination. <laughs> oh, if only. If only. This is just how anybody even thought to include Japanese samurai warrior. It's just hillbillies in the woods saying hillbilly stuff, and then a samurai suit. It's so randomly awful. It's awful. Not in a good way. Awful. But I got it on Blu-ray. If you ever want to borrow it. Oh boy, I'm tempted. It's, it makes not a lick of sense. Just lots of talking and then shooting a deer and gutting a deer and then a samurai. <laughs> then a samurai, kind of. <laughs> Flashy lights and hillbillies. To, oh, it was bad. It was really bad. I won't sell it, but it's not one that I'll be rewatching until next until year. Next year. It's, it's not that bad. <laughs> it sounds yeah. good. Yeah. yeah. And the title, Bloodbeat. Uh, yeah, the hills have swords. <laughs> yes, it's there's no story, and that's uh, I uh, I imagine that there's probably a fan base out there, but wow, even for me, which my st- my my standards are low for these types of, types of things, but good lord, that was awful, awful. Okay, done. <laughs> Steven, back to you. Now, Eric, you had told me that I need to watch a Jim Wynorski film, and then I said, okay, well, which one are some of of the better ones? Oh, wow, that sounds unlikely. That sounds more like a Eugene recommendation to me. (laughs) (laughs) I like him. Uh, So I found one on Amazon Prime 
Uh, chopping mall. When eight teenagers are trapped after hours in a high-tech shopping mall, they're pursued by three murderous security robots out of control. Uh, okay, uh, of all of his movies, if that's the one you picked, I'll take credit for that recommendation. <laughs> <laughs> his by far best movie. Yeah, It was it, another one that you just sit and just laugh the whole way through. It, it's... First of all, it would not be that difficult to survive a night in that mall. Just find a spot and stay there. These guys just keep running out in the mall. And then it's like, I mean, just find a spot and hide out. It would not be that difficult. But then I love it because I mean, the robots, they move really slow, but they sound like souped up sports cars, like muscle cars, and they just kind of putter along. And I, <laughs> I, I didn't think they were supposed to do much more than like tase you know, potential robbers or whatnot. But then the movie gets going and they're shooting lasers and blowing people up. It, it's quite entertaining. And then they go in the store there to like some sporting goods store and they're like selling like AK-47s and shotguns and the three guys are like just blasting away at the robot and doesn't even scratch the robot at all. Thing just keeps motoring and shooting lasers and whatnot. It's It was pretty great. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, have, a, have a nice day. Thank you. Have a nice day. <laughs> I will say, though, that uh, uh, Eugene, correct me on the entry because I'm sure I'll screw it up. If Friday the 13th Part 4 has taught us anything, that when you get struck by lightning, you will be resurrected and turned evil. Mm, that's Part 6. Of course it is. <laughs> Jason lives. Yes. Wonderful. Uh, but they did, Oh, Chopping they, Mall is great. Yeah, they got hit by lightning, right? That was what uh, turned them... Yeah, it is. Yes, turned them it naughty. Is. And that, actually, that mall, I believe, was the same mall that was uh, in was it Commando? Oh, with really? Schwarzenegger? Yeah, that mall has been used for several different uh, movie sets. But um, oh, and I, I, it, I think my favorite scene has to be. I talked about how the how the Grim Reaper just randomly, literally exploded in Spookies. Remember at the end when the girl finally blows up one, or she shoots the robot. It's, like, stuck in the paint or whatever in the one yes. store. She, like, shoots it, and then there's, like, a gas can or something. I don't know. But, it like, the whole store literally explodes. It's it just paint, a roaring explosion. Yeah. We've never, we've talked about this before. We, we've never quite figured out where the uh, explosive chemical or whatever <laughs> came from. It was just, but, I thought it was presumed it was the paint. It, it must have been, but I mean, this was just an explosion to end all explosions. It was it was so great. <laughs> you haven't watched The Wraith yet. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like, thumbs yeah. up to Chopping Mall. It, it was it was great. And the great Dick Miller is in it too. I Dick Miller is great in everything, and of course the beautiful Barbara Crampton. Yep, she's awesome. Horror horror staples. Yep. Uh, back to me. Okay, uh, another thing from Eugene's Mailbox. Nightmares. Have we talked about this movie before on the show? I don't, I don't think so, or it's been so long, maybe, but I don't remember. Yeah, I didn't, it didn't, while watching it, it didn't ring any bells. Like, there are a lot of times where you give me stuff in your mailbox, and then I pop it in, I'm like, I don't remember ever talking about this, because, you know, the show. And then I hit play, and I get halfway through, and I'm like, oh, I remember Eugene talking about this. I didn't really remember you talking about this one, so I, I could be totally wrong, but this was a, this was three short films, right? Four. I believe it was four. It might be right. All I know is the last one I didn't like, uh, but, but 
going through the, the film, the, like from the beginning, I was like, this is awesome. Like it started off good and then it got better. I was, this is really great. And then the third one, the third one was that stupid rats bullshit, wasn't it? Or the fourth one. No, the, the fourth the one. The last yes. one was that stupid one. rats bullshit. Yeah. And it was, it, I could be wrong, but it felt like it was by far the longest one. Like, why is this the last? Because you're supposed to put your best one last, right? Except, no. I, I I felt like they put the worst one last, and it... God, it felt long. It just kept going and going and going. So I had to knock the overall score for the film down a peg, but know that those first three I was totally in, and I completely enjoyed. Just, I could have... It just lopped that rats one right off the end and been you know, enough. Yeah. But uh, did you like the video game one? The video, yes. I thought the video game one was so cool. Oh yes, of course I did. Emilio Estevez being his most eightiesist yep. eighty. <laughs> yep. <laughs> exactly. Oh, that was great. And 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 having a bit of last Starfighter flair and the and those kind yes. of eight bit special effects. It was great. I loved it. I know there was there was one with a like a slasher and the girl out to get cigarettes. I believe. Uh, it's already fading. Um, the, the first story wasn't it? A, this lady goes out to get some cigarettes, and and there's a killer, maybe. Uh, wow! I, wow! Well, I I'd feel more embarrassed about it, but you own the movie, so <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's the first. And then there was a, a culty type one, I think, with preacher. Yeah, and then the video game one, and the rats. Yeah, movie. yeah, You're, yeah, yeah. It's good. I liked it. I dig. I, I will still give it a, a good score, but next time, if I ever watch this again, I'm I, hell. I'd pick it up if I found it somewhere for cheap. I would just stop after the video game one because that last one yeah. was crap. Uh, okay, next Eugene. Okay, uh, I had hinted about this one in I think the last episode, or well, the last possibly several episodes, and that is Arrow's release of the thing. Which has seen its fair share of releases on VHS, DVD, and of course now Blu-ray and even HD DVD. Uh, but this one here, everybody knows about the thing. I'm not going to spend much time about the actual movie. I what I will comment on is having watched the Arrow release uh, and a year ago watching the Scream Factory release. There is a difference, and it is a noticeable difference in uh, the how this movie was mastered. Um, I thought that the, the Scream Factory release was gorgeous and it very much looked like a movie that could have been released fairly recently, I guess you could say. Like, the, it was sharp and it looked great. I'm sure that there was some edge enhancement and some digital noise reduction and all the, the tinkering, whatever, to make it look fantastic. And it looked great. The Arrow release, immediately, immediately I could tell... They were going for a, what did this movie look like in, uh, in 1980, I believe 82 yeah, or 80, 82, yeah. I think. When, when this was released, let's make the best version of that movie. And that's what Arrow did. So, and I really, really appreciate. Well, now wait a minute. Are you, are you talking about it's returning the, the film like qualities and, and yes, make it very much. So, yep. So there's a lot more grain in this one. Uh, some of the images are a l- not, as crystal like sharp clear as the scream factory release and that's not that's not knocking either one it's kind of what version do you like better it's like that predator one thing that, again isn't it yeah it is it's like do you want a super duper cleaned up version which is scream factory or do you want a very 
cinematic, like probably what it looked like back in the day in the theaters uh, without any of the scratches or whatever, because it very much looked like like kind of fuzzy, but it looked fantastic. And it's going to be hard for me to, when I go back to watch it again, because this is a yearly viewing for me easily. I'm like, both versions are so good, but they are very different. And so I'm, I'm wondering like, I was going to say, you're, you're, you're going to keep both versions, aren't you? Oh, very much so. Yes. <laughs> Definitely keeping both versions. Cause I have a feeling I'm going to be going yeah. back and forth. Yeah. I would uh, too. But anyway, it was, it's cool. <laughs> I loved, I love when these studio, these, these companies, take so much care in uh restoring these movies and they are different but they're still really really good i think i would give the slight edge to arrow just because of i like that like ooh, this feels like old school 35 millimeter whatever i like that so i'd probably tilt the scales to arrow but the screen factory release is phenomenal as well so there you go the movie itself it speaks for it's it's, that's a classic yeah that continues to climb on my list of all-time greatest movies agreed i need to watch it again the last time i've seen it was when we were up at your place so you probably watched the screen factory version i would imagine yeah that was probably a couple years ago now i imagine yeah my first viewing of that i believe was on eugene's laserdisc Oh yeah, I didn't, I didn't even mention Laserdisc. I, yeah, Laserdisc. <laughs> oh yeah, and that that testing the blood scene still makes me shit my pants. <laughs> it's so great. I mean, every single time I jump, and I'm like, oh, here it comes, here it comes. boom! Right yeah, <laughs> such a great jump scare. Such a great jump scare, and the special effects are so they still hold up. Uh, every time I watch it, I'm like, okay, it's going to start to look like rubber, latex, whatever. It's still. I'm like, this looks legit creature like it's a real thing i love it and i still love kurt russell he's i just love kurt i can understand why he rubs people the wrong way i guess but for me it no kurt russell rubs me the right way uh what's in there i don't know but it's weird and it's pissed off (laughs) you know just the way that he delivers those lines and he's wearing that stupid ass hat i it, it it that should not work but it totally does for me yeah Every like the entire cast is great in that movie, uh, especially for a movie like there's no women in the movie, uh, but you don't think about that. It, you just it's just it just works so well, and it's at an hour well, forty five minutes. Women might think about that, but we're yeah. dudes, so yeah. we're like you know it's perfectly normal that we're all just camping out with a bunch of dudes. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, Stephen, back to you. Okay, now I watched this movie after I listened to your guys' last episode because you guys came down on different sides of this movie. So I had to watch it and figure out uh, where I came out. And that way, that is 1972 Silent Night, Bloody Night. Um, oh boy. Basically, Eugene, you I'm liked it. I'm going to shut Eric, up. <laughs> Eric, you did not like it. Now, Here's the thing. I, well, I, uh, a man inherits a mansion which was a mental home. He visits the place, begins to investigate some crimes that happened in old times, scaring people living in the region. I agree with pretty much everything that you said, Eric. But at the same time, because it is kind of slow and kind of boring in that weird sepia tone or whatever it is at the end. I agree with everything you said, but... I still found myself enjoying the movie. I don't know. I, I liked the story. And even when it ended, I kind of, I was just kind of thinking about the story. So I agree with everything you said. You're not wrong. But 
I still found myself enjoying the movie. Like, it had a kind of creepy vibe just kind of throughout the whole movie. And I, I don't know, but yeah, I mean... That's I, totally I was, fine. The, the, yeah. the thing that drunk Eric last episode was trying to get across to Eugene was uh, that a lot of the things he was counting as positives in that movie, he usually counts as negatives. And that's where I was trying yeah. to, like, reconcile the two things. I, I was not trying to be such a dick, but it just no. <laughs> I was trying to be funny. And you know how it is when it's yeah. the, the third act of the show and it's late at night. So, um, <laughs> yeah, we, we got there. Uh, but uh, I was not trying to really bust your balls nearly that hard about it. I don't give a shit if you yeah. like the movie. Like whatever the hell you want. Yeah. Uh, it, with Stephen yeah. liking it is immaterial to me because I don't have a history of you counting the negatives as positives. It's fine that that if that worked yeah. for you in that movie, Eugene. That's totally fine. I don't care. And there is only like kind of that one really kind of bloody scene. Like other people die along the way, but and that none of scene them... in bed was fucked up. Like yeah, that was but, hardcore. Yeah, yeah. But that's like the only one though, because that that's like twenty or thirty minutes into the movie, and at that point you're like, okay, something happened, and that happens. But that's really kind of the only like really horrifying visually thing that happens. Everything else is just kind of slow, but kind of still creepy, which is kind of... It, it is, yeah, creepy. And then just the whole, like, the reveal of, like, just the incest and the yeah. mental... Like, it's just... And then when you get into that whole sapiotone stuff, yeah. it just had this very 70s, ugly feel to it. I don't know. I, yeah. That's I, fine. I, that's fine. I, I liked it. Like, I, I'm not raving about it or anything, but I liked it. So, like... I don't know that it'd be one that you could watch again very often because it is kind of slow and all that. But for what it was, I enjoyed it. So oh, that that's totally fine. I, that, that's totally fine. And mm. unfortunately, Stephen has a meeting to go to, so we have to say goodbye to Stephen. <laughs> uh, we will continue the rest of the show. Uh, Bye, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, who's next up? Me. Um, the Belco Experiment. Another one of the Eugene's. Oh, I totally forgot I gave you that yes. movie. Um, and... I've been reading, uh, yeah, this is one of those movies where it, I don't want to say mixed reviews, but it seems like love it or hate it on online. There are people that, that really hate this movie and there are people that really love it. And I, I feel like I was a smidge misled by the trailer for the final outcome of what this product was. I enjoyed the movie and I definitely give it a thumbs up, but I feel like there was a Fairly big missed opportunity here. The tagline, or, or one of the things they were selling this on, was it's office space meets Battle Royale. And the trailer looked far more comedic with its exploitation. And the movie is far more serious and not oh, funny yes. than, than that trailer sells it as. And that... It didn't bother me, but I'm just sort of, I, I was I was just sort of like... It would have been so much more fun to make this a, a fun, funny thing instead of being so deadly serious the whole time. Because it was. Yeah, you're right. It was. <laughs> another thing that I thought of while watching this movie, this is the movie Circle with a big budget. Mm. Hmm. Ponder that for a moment. You know what I mean? Circle was trapped yeah, in a room with yeah. a tiny budget. This has a whole high rise with a big budget and they can be gory and everything. I haven't seen The Circle, so I don't know. But I have seen The Bucko Experiment. It's a good movie. I liked it. Well, you liked Square and you liked Triangle, so you should see Circle. 
Mm. <laughs> oh, wow. Did you, did you plan on I, that? I, that I totally good. did not, but it just occurred to me that, you know. <laughs> now, did you guys like the ending, how they, like, oh, and then they, like, the multiple camera type thing? I don't want to spoil anything, but, like. Oh, it's that was all very cool, but and along the way, I was I was like, "Where is this going?" Because I had the same kind of ideas as our main character. Like, they're not going to let anyone live, but they let someone live. I I just knew that they w- it would come down to one person. It has to be one person, right? And yeah, then where it went, I was afraid that it would end there with them dragging him out. And if that would have happened, I would have given this movie a thumbs down because that would have been a total writer's cop out because it was it didn't mean anything. But then they were giving it some explanation and he did his thing at the end, which was great. Yeah. And I, then after that, it was sort of like, ah, all right, then it gets to be a conspiracy theory where uh, where um, there's so many people involved that it becomes ridiculous that nobody has told people in the world. You know what I mean? Where, the, where, where he's backing out and there's all the cameras. I don't want to give it away on the podcast, but where they're backing out and everybody, there's all those cameras showing all the people. Yeah. It was like, come on, dude. If that many people are involved and that many people are dying and that many people are disappearing, it's like there would be... An, people would be talking more about it than they are. Uh, but overall, I'll, I will definitely give this movie a, a, a solid thumbs up, like a 7 out of 10. And I would totally watch this movie again. Cool. Eugene. Okay. Um, I, I hate it when uh, we're talking about horror uh, month and I have to talk about shitty movies. But unfortunately, here comes a shitty movie. And that is The Midnight Hour from 1985. I'm not going to spend much time on it. It's a made-for-TV movie. It's on YouTube. And I do remember this on TV when I was all of, what, 11 or 12 years old. And I... Probably was not allowed to watch it. Well, I watched it now at the age of 75. And, Rebel. Uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, it's awful. It, it's just terrible. It, uh, I will say that, uh, LeVar Burton is in this and he is, um, what's his name from, uh, Star Trek Next Generation? Um, Cyclops. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Him, whatever. Uh, but uh, it, I, I, I watched it the other day and I, it's something about, it's like the Michael Jackson thriller video, but not cool. Uh, these bad actors steal clothes from a whatever and it brings back not funny, uh, Michael Jackson thriller wannabe zombie things and they're goreless and there is a girl in there that comes back from the dead that falls in love with the dorky guy. So the movie's kind of a romance too. Uh, none of it works. It's awful. I hated it with a venomous passion. Coming, and that's it. Coming soon, uh, imported from UK. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> shipped all the way from New Zealand, forty-five dollars to Eugene's doorstep <laughs> in four K. You see, because that'll make it better. Yes, <laughs> wonderful. Uh, anything else for that? <clears throat> no, dear God, no. Okay, uh, Stephen, back to you. Okay, um, I'll touch on this one quickly. Uh, this was a roulette from you guys. I think last episode, one before, I can't remember, but raw. Uh, Eugene, you had given a thumbs up then, and you told me to check it out. Um, I 
Uh, this is the one where a young vegetarian undergoes a carnivorous hazing ritual at a vet school. What the, the most messed up vet school that you could ever imagine. It, no it, it, kidding. It's I... a, it is li- quite literally the most horrible place on earth. I, 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 it's just beyond horrible. Um, but yeah, she goes there. She's this, through this ritual thing. She's given a piece of meat. And then suddenly um, she begins to get a taste for actual raw flesh. And then the kind of crazy things go off from there. Uh, again, Eugene, you talked about this at length already. But I really actually quite enjoyed this movie. Um, it's kind of like you had said, it's not like scary or anything, but it's just kind of gross and it's, yes. well, it's well acted and just all the kind of little gory bits and everything. Um, I, I quite enjoyed this movie. So yeah. Again, that is an uncomfortable watch. I'm yeah. glad you watched it. Yeah. Again, I, you talked about it already. Um, so, I mean, I agree and definitely worthwhile in my opinion. You know, Steve, uh, what did you think about like the the quote unquote party scenes where it's like, oh, what what I would imagine like should be a cool, fun, sexy time in that movie? It's like I would not want to be anywhere near that party. Like that that college party looked just gross to me for some reason, and that it's probably the way it was made, or or is it my age? What do you think? No, it's the, it's it, it's that weird and that strange again. The whole vet school or college or whatever it is, it, it's just like, it looks like this abandoned building. And then they go to their class and then they cut to the next scene and it's like turns into this underground rave half. I mean, it's just naked people dancing and it, it's just so weird oh, and bizarre. Rat. And then just, <laughs> <laughs> but it's, yeah, it's Burning but, Man in Holmes County. That's what it is, right? It, 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 it's kind of a coming of. <laughs> <laughs> It's kind of a coming of age cannibal story, in a way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it does wow, have, I just like, about spit my drink across my computer. It's <laughs> it's a coming of age cannibal story. <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. Yeah. And then it, it has some nice twist. <laughs> Complete with dead horses oh. and. <laughs> Uh, and it has some nice twists along the way. You, you again you, uh, about her, her family as you kind of go along. But but yeah, a, a big thumbs up for the coming of age cannibal movie <laughs> Raw. Yeah, I do think I'm not Steve. Have you ever watched the movie Irreversible? No, you guys talked about that one. I, it's it's on my ever ongoing to watch list, but just haven't okay. got to it because I I think and that's a French movie. I. Th- Think and this is just me, um, but the way that that the the grossness of that uh, the the gay bar scene in the beginning of Irreversible, uh, when I was watching Raw, I immediately thought of Irreversible with the party scene in Raw. I'm like, ugh, this kind of sort of reminds me of the Irreversible, the the gay bar in the beginning of that movie, where it's like everything about this is just. Something is off like this. It's not that there's anything wrong with, you know, the gay bar, but it's just the way it was shot and the, this, the, the atmosphere is you're, you're supposed to be uneasy. Yeah. And that's what I got with this raw movie. But I, I tell you what, I still think about that movie. It's, it does. And I, I love the opening. I think it might be the very opening scene where the, the person's laying on the road and then the car comes down and they swerve oh, and they crash. Yeah. And then they kind of mirror that scene later on and it's just like, oh, that's what's going on. Yeah, that yeah. made it all the more yeah. sick. Yep, 
Yep. The more I talk about it, the more I like this movie, actually. So Yeah. I Same here, Eric. Sometime you're going to have to watch it. I will. I will. Uh, you also need to watch... Uh, didn't Gaspar Noe make Love? That one? Yes, he did, and I... You've not seen that. You need to give it a watch. I I still think about that movie from time to time. I liked that movie. That might be my favorite. From, well, yeah, it might be my favorite from him just because it's the most accessible. Let's put it that way. Not soul crushing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's still kind of sad and, and depressing and stuff, but it's not like a murder death kill, you know? Yeah. Uh, okay. My turn. Uh, the gate. <laughs> yeah. There we go. <laughs> Uh, direct from the, from my childhood and the, and the VHS store on the shelf all the time, walking by this on the cover, it's a hole in the ground and some kind of demony hands and peeking out of some eyeballs. And this movie, I just never quite got around to watching until Eugene gave me the Blu-ray with a very young... Oh, you're, um, Will Wheaton? Or, no, no, not Will no, Wheaton. no. One of my favorite oh. actors. Really? Oh, man. I, Steven Dorff. Steven Dorff. Oh, that's right. He is in this. Yes. Child oh. actor Steven Dorff. I love Steven Dorff. But anyway, I, I, I was, um, I was not prepared for this movie. I, I did not expect to have this reaction to this movie. I'm a little surprised that you didn't sell this to me harder because this is practical effects heaven. This is the explorers. I, I, I should have been watching this movie way back then. And I, I, I should have watched this. I should have 10 reviews of this movie. (laughs) (laughs) I loved this movie so much more than I ever thought that I would. And a lot of that goes to the effects. And it's not cleaned up Blu-ray effects necessarily. There are times with the, the moth scene where I'm seeing all of the wires. <laughs> yep. Uh, but I was literally blown away by the effects as, as far as how well they have held up for being, for, for recognizing the techniques that they used with the green sc- screen here and the, people in suits that they, that look like miniature tiny little um, one foot demons and shit. I, I yeah. can't believe how well I, it's hard. For, uh, do you say that it held up if you never saw it until now? For that, for its time. I know what you mean. Okay. For its time. You there you go. So we get through the first two acts of this movie and I'm like, I'm in, this is cool. Right. But then we kind of get to the third act and they're revealing more of what is going on. And then they they do that 80s thing where it's like it's exciting and adventurous but we wrapped it up it's over yay and i'm thinking okay there's going to be a little twisty thing where one demon lived somehow and they're going to have to fight him off for one last jump scare cuz that's what they do and the movie kept going and going and going and the problem got worse and worse and worse and i was like I can't believe this movie is still going. This is amazing. <laughs> Except it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't cheesy jump scary bullshit, Stephen. It was it got bigger. Like it went from this tiny little neighborhood problem to the end of the world. And hmm. I literally thought this movie was going to end with it's hell on earth, the end of the world, roll credits and um the gate part 2. 
wait, wait and see yeah. what happens. Uh, it w- and it was going to be this Mad Maxi thing, and Stephen Dorff is like this badass with uh, uh, what was that? What was that eighty? Uh, that eighties throwback movie? What, the kid? What was that? <laughs> that rode around the BMX bike, and it was post apocalyptic. Oh yes, yes. <laughs> I thought it was going to be that. Yeah. <laughs> or the boy, uh, the man and his dog, the boy and his dog, whatever that was. With <laughs> Mark with, Hamill with yeah. my, no Miami Vice guy. Uh, Don Johnson. Oh, Don Johnson, <laughs> I, yes. And that would have been really cool, too. But instead, they, they brought it back around and made it a full, complete three-act movie. Uh, but uh, I cannot wait to watch The Gate Part 2, which is coming out soon on Blu-ray. I on didn't Blu-ray, even know yes. there was a Part 2 from the VHS days. I just I, I thought it was just a Part 1. But I loved it. It gets a 9 out of 10 from me. And I, uh, yeah. Um, Eugene, back to you. Okay, I'm going to do a double header here because these kind of go together and I've talked about these movies on this show already so I don't want to spend too much time on them but they are at this point they are a yearly viewing for me and I I'm not I would hesitate recommending them to you guys but for me because I am such a fan of Italian cinema especially that late 80s Italian cinema where it's not the glory days which were 70s and early 80s. This is low-budget Italian cinema, and that is Umberto Lenzi's House of Lost Souls and House of Witchcraft. Uh, These are made-for-Italian television movies, and I stumbled across these many years ago, and, I, I like, every year, I'm like, I think I need to watch House of Lost Souls again. Oh, I need to watch House of Witchcraft again. Maybe I should watch House of Clocks and uh, Sweet House of Horrors again too. These were there. There were four movies total that made up this this TV series or whatever. And the Fulci ones are not as good as the Umberto Lenzi ones. Eric, you have watched House of Clocks. I was going to say this was the the ones that you gave me that were part of with with the House of Clocks things. Yes. Okay. And, yeah, and you tried to, you tried to watch yeah, these. But they these didn't, were region region two. Yeah. yeah, they didn't work, which is unfortunate. Yeah. I really liked watching. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, House of Lost Souls is the best of the bunch. It uh, is a low-rent version of The Shining, kind of, uh, in the most hilarious way possible. Uh, but once you start to have, uh, once you start to really watch a lot of these late '80s Italian movies, uh, they become funnier and funnier. And this is this is one. It's still it's like. Watching this, you're like, this was on television because it, this is straight up like pretty gory R-rated stuff here, uh, nudity, and it's like, who approved this? But it, it's great. It's well, just from these- what I understand, uh, European television, like British television and, and shit like that, they have far less. Um, how do I put it? puritanical restrictions on such things after nine o'clock. It doesn't matter if there's nudity and gore and whatever. They don't give a crap. Well, Dave, very much so here. I mean, <laughs> we go from, uh, there, there's the murder, of, uh, a gory murder of a kid, uh, and a, a kid that had it coming. Trust me. I'm like, uh, <laughs> please, please someone deal with this kid. And it, he's dealt with. Um, but it's fun. I, I, I love like the names and like the characters names in, in, uh, Lost Souls. Like there's Kevin. Kevin is the lead star. He's American, you see. And then there's like Massimo and Guido. And it's like, oh, this is a hodgepodge of, 
we're going to kind of be American, but no, we're actually Italian. And it's uh, something that happens. It's so great. I loved it. <laughs> loved it. So as soon as I always go to Lost Souls first because it's the better of the two. And then after that, I'm like, well, I have to watch Witchcraft. So House of Witchcraft was next. And it's this guy who's having problems with his wife. And so, of course, they have to go to this random house in the middle of nowhere why? Not sure, but there's a witch there that starts to kill everybody for some reason. And, uh, it's, it's another great late 80s movie. And this one here, I love the extremely downbeat ending of this movie. It makes the movie, the, like when it comes to the end, uh, and I know it's coming, I'm like, oh, buddy, you're in for it. You, <laughs> you, you're you're gonna get your comeuppance, even though you're a good guy. You're gonna get your comeuppance. Here we go, and I love it. Yeah. So there, and uh, the thing is, I cannot defend a thing about these movies because they're not good. But I love them. I love these movies, and eventually, I want them on Blu-ray. Please, someone out there, release them. That's that, it. That might be a, a tougher thing to get a hold of because of uh, yeah, I, I think thing, so too. But don't be defensive about love of it. That's fine. Like whatever you like. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, you know, like, watching these, it's like, this was a made-for-TV movie, but honestly, like, I, this feels like, back in the day, it feels like a low-budget movie that should have been released to the theaters. Like, it, you can tell it was shot on 35mm, and it had pretty, for a low-budget horror movie, it had pretty decent production values. It feels like something that, like, I, I would have expected that to have been made for a theatrical release. So, I, I and Umberto Lenzi, I like him. I like most of his movies. This is right in my Wait, sweet spot. What were the of, years on this again? Uh, both of these movies were made in 1989. I, actually, I think all four of them were made right around the same time, 88, 89. And they feel very much like that. This was definitely post 42nd Street. Yes, yeah. Is that These's, why it didn't you get can, a theatrical? It, it, possibly. It, but you can tell. They were, like, they were making the most of their very low budget. Uh, but... They feel like movies. They don't feel like I'm watching a TV movie at all. I never once thought this feels like a TV movie. It felt like a legit theatrical release. When was the last time that you watched uh, the V shit? The original. Oh, man. Because that was all shot on film, obviously, right? I have it. Uh, And I was shocked. It was just a couple of years ago that I picked it up on DVD and I watched it. And I I was shocked, dude. It's way better than I remember it even being. I like at the time it was like, oh, it was a TV miniseries, whatever. And uh, it's pretty damn awesome. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah. I've never seen. I haven't that. seen that since yeah, since the TV days. It was great. Uh, okay. Anything else for those? That's it. Okay, we're on to double headers for the rest of the episode because we are running long and got to wrap it up. Stephen. Okay, um, speaking of Italian horror, this is not an Italian horror, but it feels like an Italian horror. That is 1981 Graduation Day, and apparently my first uh, trauma movie that I've watched. Now, we were texting a little bit. This one doesn't feel like a trauma movie, or at least not what I would expect a trauma movie to feel like. It feels exactly like um, a Black Love Italian Jalo movie. It, that's exactly what it feels like. Um, basically, a mass killer begins murdering students uh, on the school track team after a track runner dies upon completion of a thirty-second or yeah, thirty-second two hundred meter race. So this girl dies, and then some killer 
comes back and starts killing every member of the track team. Um, I enjoyed it. It's not quite. It's not a quite as. I didn't find it as funny as like Slumber Party Massacre or Chopping Mall or anything like that. Um, but again, it it was thoroughly entertaining. I, I liked the reveal at the end as far as who the killer was because this one is you don't know who it is. So I, I like the reveal at the end, um, but it just wasn't, at least I didn't find it quite as funny or whatnot, but um, still, I, I would give it a thumbs up. So I, I'm, I, cool. I'm sure you've seen it, I'm no doubt, but, well, you recommended it, so of course you've seen it. Yep. <laughs> I don't know if I've seen that one, have I? You do? Yeah, you have. Okay. Yeah, I'll let you borrow that one. Um, and then real quick, Sleepaway Camp 2, Unhappy Campers. <laughs> um <laughs> This one's fine enough, but I mean, it, it can't touch the first one. The first one is just, it's, it's so much better. This one is fine. None of the kills were like, I didn't think none of, any of the kills were like that great. They were, it seemed like they were almost like off camera half the time. I don't know, but it was fine, but it, it nothing compared to the first one in my opinion, but yeah. Did you like the, oh, I'm a happy camper, I love to, whatever <laughs> yeah. the song is? Don't lie, I don't even, you know the words. Yeah. It's, it's no fall break. I, that's all I know. No, it's not no, yeah, it is not a fall break. Uh, oh, the song episode. Oh, uh, okay, that was your second one. Making notes, making notes. Okay, back to me. Uh, as teased many, many episodes, uh, The Colony, I rewatched this one on Blu-ray, and it 90% holds up. Let's put it that way. Remember this one, Lawrence Fishburne and the, the Frozen Planet Apocalypse thing? And I have not seen this one. It's a good movie. It, yeah, I yeah. would say it 90% holds up to my first review. But the first time that I watched it, I was expecting nothing. I was expecting crap, and it turned out to be a good movie. So watching it the second time, I'm like... Starting to see some of uh, some of the faults a little bit more because I, I, eh, whatever it's still a very enjoyable film and I will definitely keep a hold of Blu-ray. Uh, next up, very first watch of Krampus. Now my expectations for this movie were split because I've heard a lot of split reviews. People either once again seem to love it or hate it. And I don't really understand why people hate this movie, especially from the horror community. It's fine. It's it's totally PG-13 fluff horror. But not that cheap-ass, jump-scary ghost house bullshit. It, yep. it, it's got cool practical effects and interesting creature designs and... Uh, interesting concept, even though the third act or the very ending, the climax, whatever you want to call it, is, is kind of cheesy or uh, throwaway or expected or predictable or whatever you want to say of it. For the most part, it still was an enjoyable ride. I give this movie a thumbs up. The Blu-ray will remain on my shelf. I, I'm not going to, I'm not giving it super high praise, but I would give it, once again, uh, about a 7 out of 10. And I was totally entertained the whole time. It was fine. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm more surprised by the hate of this movie than the love. I, I wouldn't say that. I don't know. I, I don't think it deserves love, 
but the hate is weird. I, I, I've read some reviews where people fucking hate this movie. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> wow, this isn't even worthy of that much emotion. It's fine. It's well, whatever. Yeah. And yeah, it's a nice little bridge between Halloween and Christmas. There you go. Yeah. I thought it was great. I had to watch it. I really liked it. What did you think of it the first time, Stephen? Um, I liked it, but I remember I I had a really bad theater going experience with that. And when you have that, generally you just go on. We've never heard of such things. Please tell us more. (laughs) So I was kind of pissed off the whole time I was watching it. So I I enjoyed it enough, but I I need to watch it again when I'm not quite so angry during the viewing of it. So. I, I can't even tell you how many movies that I'm looking forward to seeing in the theater. Even Blade yeah. Runner at this point. I cannot wait to see this fucking movie. Yeah. And then I go, but, but this, but, but that prick's going to fuck it up for me. Yep. I just know yep. it. Mm-hmm. I just know it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway, Krampus, thumbs up for me. I'm keeping the Blu-ray. Yeah, I, I thought it was really good. I thought that the comedy worked in it. The pacing was good. And it is PG-13, but I do like that they didn't rely on jump scares. It was cool effects. And it that's I can tell that's going to be a yearly viewing for me when it's winter or snowing outside. I'll probably want to pop in Krampus. Yep. Me too. I'll try to watch it again this Christmas or wintertime. So. Eugene. Your turn. Okay, next up Next up for me is Annabelle, Creation. This is the uh, f- part one of the prequel series or whatever of Annabelle, which is the doll from the su- far superior Conjuring movies. Uh, I watched the first Annabelle movie and thought, yeah, that wasn't bad. For a startling, jump-scary movie, it was okay. And then this movie got uh, lots of praise, got, made a lot of money at the box office, and oh, far superior from the first Annabelle movie. And then I watched it, and I'm like, what? Really? It's, uh, kind of sort of wooden acting and more of the same, which is a doll that can't really kill people. But, eh, it was okay. It was fine. I was, Startled a couple times, never scared, never scared, but startled, yes. And I purposely, this was on sale on Voodoo, so I bought the Voodoo digital copy of it. Um, that e- the evening that I watched this, I'm like, I'm gonna watch The Exorcist on Blu-ray because I want a kick-ass Halloween type movie. And I didn't watch that, and instead I watched this. So that, I can tell I'm, I have some animosity towards this because I watched this bullshit. <laughs> A uh, loud, jumpy scare, wooden teeny girl acting versus Linda Blair kicking ass in Exorcist. Nah. It was, it was okay. Nah. That's how you think of Linda Blair in The Exorcist? Is that she's kicking ass? Mm, kicking ass <laughs> for Satan, I guess? <laughs> well, that, wow. That's not going to be in the intro. Okay. Uh... <laughs> Um, Next, no, yeah. but no, like the, the Exorcist is genuinely scary without being yeah. jump scary. There's, I'm not sure if there's a jump scare in the entire movie, and it's genuinely to me terrifying. And this movie is filled with jump scares that, like, and I, you can see that it's coming because the 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 music, the score slowly dies down, and then a rumble starts. I'm like, ah, oh, here we go. Yeah, okay, just wait for it, and then ba ba bam, and you you jump or you don't because it's not scary; it's startling, and it's that whatever. It, it did pick up steam towards the end. I'm like, okay, I, that's kind of cool, but I, I will say that 
while I didn't much care for this one or the other Annabelle, they were serviceable, big budget, whatever. I do really like uh, Conjuring 1 and 2, although both of them are a bit too long. Those are... Like, they they still have their fair share of startling scenes, whatever. Those are significantly better made. And I am more interested in that storyline than these here. So I, I haven't I seen been, any of these movies. I, I was going to say, I haven't seen either The Conjurings or either of The Annabelles. Yeah, and and all, all of these, all four of these, cannot touch uh, Insidious. Insidious is far better than any four of these movies. So there you go. I, and I thought, I still think Insidious is a really good movie. That's a well crafted, scary horror movie. These are jump scary. Meh. Yeah. Uh, one more? Um, and okay. And the other voodoo movie that I purchased was, uh, It Comes at Night, which was directed by, hold on here. Gareth Edwards? Joel Edgerton? Yeah, he didn't direct it. He started it. Um, Gareth directed Edwards? by Trey, Trey, Trey Edwards. Edward Schultz. Yeah, Not yeah. movie freaks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, director Trey Edward Schultz follow up to the fantastic, uh, Krisha is It Comes at Night, which is, uh, a horror movie, kind of. Um, and like, when I think of this movie, I think, yeah, that, that was a survival horror movie type movie with, and spoiler here, without a whole lot of... I, I, I haven't seen it. Don't spoiler. Okay, I'm not going to spoil it, but um, I have read, and online I have heard that this seems like a, a the second ha- the second act in a three-act movie. And you know what? Yes. That is accurate. That is very accurate. And I, I think going in knowing that, or that in the back of my mind, uh, helped me appreciate the movie more and... Uh, accept that because it is it's like you are dropped into a situation and there's not really a resolution but that's okay you're just here is something that's going on and here you go it, do you if you, you like it or you don't and i really like that joel edgerton was fantastic in this movie actually all of the acting the movie relies on good acting and it has that in spades because it is there's not a whole lot of action but the dialogue, the tenseness of it, uh, and knowing this director and what he had previously done, I can I can kind of tell that's from the same director. That awkward, the entire movie is, I'm like, I feel kind of awkward. That mm-hmm. was Krisha. Krisha was more so than this, but this was a good movie. I really liked it. Uh, if I would have gone in blind, I may have been a bit disappointed, but knowing what I knew going in, I thought it was a really good movie. Yeah. Really good movie. It's it shot beautifully and just like the cinematography and everything it is fantastic but that's true it's like it seems like i want to see the final act of the movie but yeah yeah but yeah for, i know i i'm right there with you i, I wish that i could see that final act too <laughs> yeah but for what it is it's it's quite good but yeah i want to see the last half of the movie yeah steve did you uh did you like krisha more than this because you i know you watch krisha i think krisha is more effective just because it's a complete story. This one, again, it comes at night. It's just kind of, I want the rest of the story. But yeah, I think Chris is just more of a complete movie. Plus, I mean, it's just, that movie is heartbreaking and just... Ugh. Oh, it's devastating. Yeah. Devastating movie. Yeah. And this one here, too, is a not-feel-good movie at all. No. <laughs> I mean... Now, how did, you, how did you feel about all the dream sequences? Because normally, I mean... You, 
you know, that's one of those things where stuff happens, but a lot of the stuff is in dreams. And did that get annoying for you? Um, uh, let me. Th- I have to think about that a little bit because just watching the whole movie, I, my expectations were pretty low actually, and so it didn't bother me as much, but. Um, I'm gonna definitely, I'm gonna give this one a rewatch and, uh, you know, I have a feeling that I might find a bit more flaws in it from the first viewing since my expectations were quite low on it. But, um, I think that this director has, um, has a bright future because regardless of what you think of the movie, he can shoot a movie fantastic or he can, or, or, actually, he can direct a movie fantastic with getting great performances out of his actors. And um, even though the movie was not extremely fast-paced, I was engaged the entire way through, just like Chris. I was yeah. not tons happened in it. Uh, it's basically, it feels like it's filmed in, oh, it is filmed in like, a couple rooms, but I'm like, holy shit, what's going to happen next? And that's kind of what I felt with It Comes at Night. Yeah, it has so, that atmosphere, atmosphere that's yeah. really great. But I am yep. intrigued by it because the only other movie that I've heard... Uh, that as a, a complaint and a positive of it being only the second act of a movie is Southland Tales. And oh. while most people hate that movie, and f- fair enough, uh, <laughs> that that movie also has gotten that uh, reception or that uh, label. It, it's the, yeah. because there was like a comic book series that came before or after it or something, and then. The movie came and it's weird and it doesn't make sense quite. It makes a little bit of sense and then it's over and there's no conclusion. So I kind of understand what you're talking about there, but I'm going to watch it comes at at night and we'll see if I, I don't know where I'm going to fall on it, but uh, I don't hate Southland Tales, but I desperately want to know more about it. Like I've, I've watched it a couple of times and I'm still like, I feel like I should like this, but but there's not enough story resolution for me to fully accept it. If that makes any gotcha. sense. Yeah, no, it does. I've never seen South Phantoms. It's bizarre. <sighs> it's, yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's very bizarre. Uh, Steven, last round. Okay. Okay, I'll, I'll just, I'm just gonna burn through these. Yeah. Uh, I watched Friday the 13th part 4 and 5. You guys have talked about those. You know what they are. Thumbs up. Um, I watched The Babysitter. It was enjoyable for what it was. I'd, I'd give it a thumbs up. Um, and then a kind of a double header thing. I watched, well, Ed Wood, and then I watched Plan 9 from Outer Space. His, Ed, Ed Wood's one movie. Um, Plan Nine from Outer Space. Have you guys seen that? I assume. Yes. Yeah. Uh, what it's do you mean? What do you mean? One movie. What do you mean? You said Ed Wood's one movie. Uh well, Ed Wood, and then Plan Nine from Outer Space. It's kind of yeah. like a. I watched no, no. it as a double. Uh, you said okay. Plan Nine from Outer Space. You said his one movie. Uh one of his movies. Rather. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Well, yeah. Yeah. Um. So I watched that. Um. But Ed Wood, like just the actual movie Ed Wood, I I love that because I love movies about making movies, and I thought that was fantastic. I had never seen it before. It's shot beautifully. Johnny Depp did a great job. Um, I I love that movie. Honestly, I'd probably give that thing near four stars. Um, so I think that I think Ed Wood is one of uh, Burton's best. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. Like that and Big Fish, I, I, I mean, that's tops of his uh, filmography. Yeah, yeah, I, I love Deadwood. I honestly probably four stars for me, but 
So that's all. That's the horror stuff that I watched this month. Again, 12 or 13 if you count Ed Wood. So. <laughs> Steve, are you looking, speaking of that, are you looking forward to Disaster Artist, the uh, making of The Room? See, I've never seen The Room. I've heard of it. I haven't either. But I've, oh, but... <laughs> If you're going to keep talking about the room, I'm just going to keep groaning over here in the background for, for effect. <laughs> Carry on. You two can talk about it. Uh, uh, anyway, okay. Uh, yeah, I'll watch that movie, though. I'll, I'll watch it. But, yeah. <laughs> uh, Are you done? The room. <laughs> hey, now, Steve, real quick. Which one did you like better? Uh, Friday the 13th Part 4 or Part 5? The more... Well-made movie or the more batshit crazy anything goes movie? Yeah, see, I think I mean I think part wait can I I think part four is <laughs> that was a trap because he can't remember which is which. <laughs> it's a trap. <laughs> part four is I probably the little bit better main movie. It has some, I think it has some better kills in it and whatnot. But yeah, then part five is kind of the more goofy one. Um, but it has that great we talked about. It has that great outhouse scene where the. The guy's on the outhouse taking a crap, and he's singing to his girlfriend on the outside. I mean, just... Oh, I, I love that so it's much. It's the most romantic outhouse scene you could ever hope for. It is, oh, exactly. Oh, my God. I'm just, the clips just keep on coming. And the two dudes with the and the black leather and the yeah. car breaks in, and I got to go drop a deuce in the woods. I'm like, are they... What? Yeah. Uh, like, uh, how did you wipe? I'm like, okay. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I love it. I... Yeah. Oh, okay. keep talking. This intro cuts itself. I'm not saying oh. anything. Because everything you're Hold saying up. is amazing. <laughs> no, How these are really wipe? cool. <laughs> Leaves. Your hand. Whatever you got. <laughs> whatever it takes. Yeah. But now, did you mind Roy Jason in part five? Like, was that... No, see, I, I, know, I kind of forgot about that until the end because I mean I, I'd seen I've seen all of them, but it's you know it's been so long. But then I was like, oh yeah, that's him. Or, it's not actually yeah. Jason. I, that was fine with that. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. I and the and the crazy woman chopping up the chickens and then yeah. stuffing her son's face with the yeah, slop. Would you shut the fuck up? <laughs> ah, it's great. <laughs> oh, that that guy, that guy in the motorcycle riding around. I wanted him to die so bad. I couldn't wait oh, he was for him awful. to die. Awful. Oh, and and off with the head. Great. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, I could Back talk about you, Friday the 13th Part Five for like an hour. <laughs> I'm not even sure what you're laughing at, I think. fucking breathe uh, Roy and the chickens and shit okay last round is it my turn for last round is that what's happening yeah, right now yep. uh, fuck <laughs> holy shit that was funny uh, Hellboy animated uh, Sword of Storms This I've reviewed this one before but I want another comic book movie that fell into horror category and well 
Hellboy comes from hell, so therefore I think this qualifies. Like again, lots of spiritual stuff and and <laughs> demon <laughs> demons and shit. Uh, so yeah, it qualifies. It's still a good movie. I, I I need to get the other Hellboy animated thing they put out feature. Uh, but uh, yeah, I haven't come across it for a good price. So this is the only one I have to go by, and I. I Still enjoy it. It is fun. I've talked about it before, so moving on. Lastly, rounding out uh, Horrorthon 2017. I saved this one on purpose because I wanted to go out strong. And boy, did I ever. The V-V-V-V-Witch. Witch. witch, The (laughs) Witch. Yes. Uh, This movie fucking rules. Yes, it does. I gave it my best picture nomination for the year, whichever year you want to uh, say that it came out, it doesn't matter. I gave it. We all best. three did. I remember that. <laughs> yeah, we did. Yeah, that was my favorite movie yeah. of the year. That's awesome. Well, high five, guys, because we weren't wrong. This is still the best movie that came out that year. It is gloriously shot and and scored and acted and written and everything. The it's just, it's one of those movies like Drive. It's just so beautiful to look at, and everything works all the way through. The, it, it's one of those movies where you just kind of pause while you're watching it, and you understand everything that's going on, but at the same time, you're just like, that was such a fascinating choice for a, a, a camera angle or a score piece that is just subtle enough to be, to be background, but also to be noticed. And oh, just the the way this was written along the way, the way the plot built until the very end, and you're just laughing hysterically to yourself as you fly among the trees. Oh, uh, haunting! Haunting yeah. is a very good word. Uh, oh, so good, so good. Uh, I I very much enjoyed it the second time around. I'm not giving it a perfect ten or anything. I don't think, but. It's it's definitely a nine plus. It's it's huge. I love this movie. It was great and a wonderful way to wrap up my horrorthon for the year. Uh, Eugene, last round for you. Okay, I am uh, wrapping up the uh, horrorthon with Just Before Dawn, which is a I'm like okay, I I want to watch something that I know I enjoy. And that was this. I didn't have enough time to sink two plus hours into The Exorcist, so I watched Just Before Dawn, which is a survival backwoods horror movie that I have actually come to quite enjoy watching numerous times. Uh, if you do like that type of movie, the backwoods horror type thing, where immediately I think of, um, I'm drawing a blank, the Burt Reynolds movie. Um, Gator. What? No. <laughs> I don't know. You just said Burt Reynolds. I'm going to throw out the first damn thing. Uh, smoke, Dude, we're pushing two bandit? hours no. on this episode. Like, I'm a disaster. You have to. <laughs> Anything you say right now, I'm just going to totally word associate with. Yeah. <laughs> deliverance. So this is this is kind of deliverance. It's And while it is a slasher movie, uh, I, I like how, like, it's set in the woods. Kind of like a Friday the 13th movie. But for some reason, there are certain movies that you're like, oh, you're in that genre. Uh, there was another movie called uh, The Final Terror, which, Eric, I think you Yes, I, I did on and Scream it's, Factory it's, TV, and that movie ruled. Yeah, it's like that. It's it's like, it's like a slasher movie, but it's different. It's like 
a survival survival woods movie, and that's what this is, and it really works. I know. I no, you're fine. That's carry on. Ridiculous. No, you're fine. Um, I don't want to spoil any of the goodies in this, but if you like early '80s slasher movies and you like that setting, watch this movie. Uh, have either of you watched Rituals yet with Hal Holbrook? I've talked about this movie on the show several episodes ago. I have not. You, you have talked about it. I'm not sure. I would have to go look at my review files. To okay. See if I, have. I highly recommend you track down the movie. I believe that Scorpion is releasing this on Blu-ray, but I think that there is a widescreen version, uncut version, available on YouTube. I'm not sure for how long. I'm not sure if it's still on there, but... Uh, Rituals is a fantastic, uh, backwoods, I don't want to say slasher movie, but just a survival type, uh, movie like that. And for some reason, I hate to bring up Silent Night, uh, Bloody Night, but it has a otherworldly feel. And that's, I think that's part of the reason why I like that Silent Night, Bloody Night movie is it has this otherworldly feel. And Rituals, it feels like another world and it's hard to describe why I like why that feeling is, but it does. And it is a great movie. I can't wait to own it, which circles back to just before dawn. I'm not sure where I'm going with this, but I love backwoods <laughs> slasher movies and the, that type of like the, in the elements and you're I got okay. You. I'm done. No, I got you. I got you. <laughs> I was just waiting for you to wrap it up. Yep. Uh, has everybody got out all of their horror thon reviews for the month? Yep. Yep. Okay. Final score by my count is 54, me, 45, Eugene, and 13 for Steven. Hey, not bad. (laughs) I I count this a win. I I haven't uh, broken Eugene's score. Didn't you do 60-some last year? I could be wrong on that. Oh, good lord. I have no idea. I don't know. At any rate, this was a monumental year for me, and I take that as a huge win, so I'm not just for the fact that I'm not going to feel bad for the next couple of years when I just limp across the finish line like I always do with <laughs> 31 or 32. Uh, uh, okay. Oh, Judas, we're going on two hours. Do you guys want to do a top three, worst three of the of the horathon, or do you want to just do coming soon and wrap up? Let's just, I think we should just end it with the best and worst. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Uh, Steven, you're up first. Best, and you don't have to do three and three because you only did 13, but, um, uh, what were your most surprising ones that you liked? The best? The first watched? Whatever. Give us some best. Give us the worst. I didn't really have worst. Um, like, there was none that I was like, oh, this is terrible. I would say, so I'll just, I'll give you my three best, because honestly, I didn't have three worst as far as movies I did not like. Um, but I'm going to go... Not counting Ed Wood, because that's not really a horror movie. But I'm going to go Slumber Party Massacre. Um, shoot, I threw my list away, dang it. <laughs> Slumber Party Massacre. Um, the Mutilator. And then... You know what? Chopping Mall was a lot of fun. I'll put that one in there. I'll, I'll give those my top wow. three. That's a huge nice. win for Eugene, in my opinion. Yes, it is. Oh, that's that's yeah. music to my ears. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I enjoyed everything I watched. Like, there was no one movie that I was like, bleh. So, they were all enjoyable on some level. Cool. Uh, for me, top three, I've got uh, The Witch, obviously, is going to make that list. Because even though it was a second watch, I really I, uh, reinforced how much I enjoyed that. 
but there were two for sure that I, the first watch I was like, wow, I love this shit so much. The first one was The Gate, and the other one was Prophecy from 1979, the monster movie. I enjoyed the hell out of both these movies so, so much. And uh, for my worst three, I've got King Cobra, the sci-fi original bullshit. Uh, The New Daughter was a roulette with Kevin Costner, and Children Shouldn't Play With Dead Things. I had a hard time coming up with a third one, actually, because there were a couple of movies that I was looking at my scores, and I was like, yeah, I gave it a low score, and I should say that, like, House of a Thousand Corpses and stuff like that. But at the same time, I was like, but there's enough, even though I give it like a three out of 10, there's still kind of enough cool stuff in there that I'm like, eh, whatever. I I feel bad putting it on worst of quote unquote. So I'll just throw that stone at children shouldn't play with dead things, I guess, because it was one that I'm probably not going to watch again. Uh, Eugene. Okay. For, I'll start with the worst of for the year. Um, boy, I watched some really bad shit this, uh, this October, but, uh, the worst of the worst was, uh, the, honestly, I don't even, the exorcism type thing that I watched last week on roulette. What was it called? What uh, it was belief, called? I, uh, Janet Moses thing or? Yeah. yeah something like zero, that. zero <laughs> stars. I, that movie can rot in the pits of hell. Um, <laughs> Um, next up was, um, boy, I watched some garbage. Good Lord. <laughs> I'm trying, I'm seriously trying to whittle it down to just three. Um, uh, oh, just pick three. God damn it. Um, okay. Hold on here. Uh, there was like, hold on here. My list is so long. It's hard. It's like, um. Hold on, hold on, I'm scrolling through. I of course I have my best picked, but I don't have my worst picked. Like in your Oh, Midnight Hour was awful. I hated that movie. Hated it. And Blood Beats, uh Hillbilly Samurai. I hated that movie. <laughs> um and then the best of uh the month oh I will say that I have a history with with Halloween parts two and three. Um so those are tops. Having said that, the most effective movie for me of October was definitely The Black Coat's Daughter on my uh, second viewing. Very good movie. Um, I, I absolutely adore that movie almost as much as The Vivitch. <laughs> Close. Close. Uh, on second viewing, I actually think I liked it better than the first time, but it is all about the camera shots and the music and the acting and everything about that movie is just creepy. Uh, October goodness. Uh, I, I still like Halloween two and three are still, I don't know, my comfort food type stuff. But as far as, uh, evil feeling Halloween horror, Black Coat's Daughter gets the win. So there you go. Cool. Uh, okay. I'm done. Do you guys, do you guys want to do a coming soon or do you just want to wrap it up? Call it a night. I actually want to do a real quick coming soon because I have some things that you might be interested in. Okay. Steven, you're up first. Um, I have no idea what I'm going to be watching, but I will give a little <laughs> shout out to <laughs> surprise. Jimmy, <laughs> this is a great way to end the horror thon. 
Jimmy Stewart is the star of the month on TCM every Wednesday. So tune in every Wednesday starting at 8 for all your best Jimmy Stewart movies. So I'm going to be watching a lot of Jimmy Stewart movies. Nice. Only the greatest actor nice. of all time. An interesting opinion that I will politely <laughs> respect and drunkenly not talk about anymore. Uh, coming soon for me. Um, movies from the real greatest actor of all time. And also... Don't breathe, fan four stick, hateful eight, probably a comic book something, and maybe start a new anime show. Uh, that's kind of what I'm feeling right now. Okay, and for me, I'm gonna hopefully get into Stranger Things season two. Oh yeah, and me then too. I got yeah, and then, and then I got a couple new Blu-rays in the mail today. <clears throat> uh, I've got a, an old British horror movie called Raw Meat. <laughs> from yeah, from Blue Underground. So there's that. <laughs> um, I I, 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 that... Hope, I hope to hell it's just two hours of a camera on raw meat. Nothing happening. Yes. Just yes. just ground burger. <laughs> Remastered in 4K. <laughs> and then occasional fly <clears throat> comes into the screen. <laughs> 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 And then also I have The Sound of Music. I bought The Sound of Music on Blu-ray. I have not seen that literally since I was in grade school on a film reel. And I got it for a good price. It's a limited blah, 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 whatever on Blu-ray. And I couldn't resist. I'm like, that I think might be... A, it's from the director of Star Trek The Motion Picture. So I have to own this movie. So Sound of Music. And also, Eric, on your recommendation, and I'm sure Steve as well... um, I got the Blu-ray of Lawrence of Arabia. What? So, wow. Yeah, so that... <clears throat> so the remastered, re-whatever version on Blu-ray. I can't wait to watch it. All 200 plus minutes of it coming soon. Very I good. can't wait to hear your review of it. I mean, you might not... Uh, oh, you might not like it. I'll, I'll be... I'll be honest, but I, it was one where I was like, I have a Blu-ray that you don't, and you should watch it. I loved it. Um, but... I, I you kind of you kind of shorted my fuse there with the sound of music director made Star Trek the motion picture. Yeah. Wow. Yes. That's cool. Yeah, it's I think that's awesome. There's another topic that we have to uh address at some point something else you brought up that you said I haven't watched this since uh reel to reel in elementary school. Because that's the last time I watched The Sound of Music. Literally was reel-to-reel in elementary school. No, I believe you. I'm just saying that that is a concept that maybe (laughs) our listeners don't understand. And I totally do, because I think it was every other Friday when, in elementary school, we got to watch a... a, They would... It was movie time, and they would have a small time, and that they would bring in a projector and put the reel-to-reel on, and we would watch the... uh, uh, Watch something. And it was my favorite time of the week because we got to watch a movie. And it was usually a short thing. What was it called with the wolf? Uh, Oh, I think I know what you're talking about. No, 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 no. Cartoon. Oh, Peter and the Wolf. Peter and the Wolf. Been there, done that. Yep. Oh, my God. We're fucking old. Goodbye. I'm done. See you guys. See ya. Bye. 
listening. 